I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host, Lee Lonsberry. And this, this two and a half hours or so have gone by pretty quickly. A lot of fun. I was nervous going into it. I'm still nervous now. We got one more segment. It's going to be an exciting one. Uh, uh, KSL News Radio reporter. John Wojcik, yes, has been hanging out with Tony Hawk the last hour. Not a bad gig, is it? Not to spend so a day. I mean, I am at a point now where skateboarding isn't as much of my life as you know. As a kid, Tony Hawk was the coolest of the cool. Your I mean, soul patch says differently. Yeah, I know. It's I, I'm still holding on to it a little bit. But at this, I was at the Capitol, and Tony Hawk was there, and the governor was there as well, and he was obviously taking a back seat to Tony Hawk. And why not? He said it perfectly. He says, if you look up cool in the dictionary, it's a picture of Tony Hawk there, and you can't disagree with him. I mean, that is one of a few celebrities, I think, that instantly gets everybody's attention. Absolutely. Uh, So what brings Tony Hawk to town? Yeah, good question. So pretty much what's going on here, uh, coming up soon, this Friday and Saturday is a big event. It's the 2019 Vans Park Series World Championships. And what that is is throughout the year, they operate on a five-month calendar, and it's all over the world. I mean, this is the first stop in U.S. Previously, they've been in China, Brazil. Montreal, Paris, and now they're coming here to Salt Lake City Friday and Saturday. And this comes in anticipation of, if you didn't know, in 2020 for the Summer Olympics, skateboarding is going to be included in that. It's one of the new sports that are joining the Olympics. So this is a little bit of a lead up to that. Uh, get some of these individuals, uh, you know, kind of some their name out there a little bit. And a lot of them are going to be in Tokyo as well. And, you know, I asked Tony here, the first thing that uh, kind of came to my mind is, you know, why Salt Lake? And, you know, what's so special about this area? And what is uh, what's the park going to look like? What you now have here in Salt Lake City, it's a hybrid of different bowls, but street elements, and it has become such a, such a strong discipline that it that it is an Olympic sport, that that it is an Olympic discipline. And one of the cool things he has obviously was at the ground floor of it. I mean, this was one of the guys who started this out in California, and he talked about you know this was so underground, and we were doing this, and we were running around from the cops trying not to get caught of trespassing. He says now. We're going to be in the Olympics next year. So it's really amazing to see this progression that skateboarding has had. That's incredible. Uh, th- this event over the weekend, is that in conjunction with the State Fair? It's going to be at the, the State Fairgrounds, yes, at the uh, at the Fair Park. And uh, it will be going on Friday and Saturday, like I said. And Tony Hawk will be there. He's one of the commentators for the broadcast, so there's a good chance you might run into him. He's a tall guy. I thought I was pretty tall. He's a tall guy, so you'll see him out there. Uh, he's going to be hanging out for the entire event. And the cool thing is this uh, skate park that they're officially unveiled today, this is open to the public, too. This is obviously a big deal Friday and Saturday, but outside of that, Anybody who's got a skateboard and, you know, maybe you're a young kid that wants to try it out or maybe you haven't done it for a while and you want to try again and maybe wear some elbow pads, knee pads, not hurt yourself. It's a chance to go down there and now you've got a new skate park to uh, be able to uh, try out some tricks, some ollies. Did you uh, did you try anything tonight? I didn't try anything, no. And they asked the governor if he was going to try and he mm-hmm. said, no, not at my age. But he told stories about when he was a kid, they were throwing what at that point were rollerblade wheels, on the, screwing them into the bottom of uh, just uh, wood boards. We've come a long way when it comes to safety and, you know, what they're able to do out there. It's pretty cool. There was some uh, skateboard trick development recently. Am I right? There uh, some sort of number of twists 
Uh, I saw that all on uh, on YouTube. Well, Tony Hawk is known for the first person to ever do a 900, and that was the okay. holy grail of moves. When he first did the 900, I don't know what the equivalent would be. That'd be Vince Carter doing a between-the-legs dunk in the sure. slam dunk contest. I mean, that was the move when he pulled that off. Yeah, well, he had a video game when I was young and may still have one today. What, what, uh, Tony Hawk Pearl Skater is what you think. That was the original one. So that was, if you had a Nintendo or the original PlayStation, that was the game to play was Tony Hawk Pearl Skater. And that is coincidentally celebrating a 20th anniversary as of, uh, just ended in August of 1999 was when it was re- released, but it's getting mm-hmm. celebrated right now. Uh, and, and he talked about that, how influential it was. And that was one of the things I asked him. Uh, I think it was probably the fourth thing that got brought up was, that video game, how important is it? You know, is it something that still resonates with people? A lot of people that you'll see actually at this event probably started skating because of the game. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I see, I hear a lot of pros say that that's what got me skating. And that's pretty cool right there. I mean, I don't know what the equivalent to that would even be because, you know, when you look at other popular sports games, Madden, NBA, that, those games are already around. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, that video game, at that point, it was still a very underground thing. So all of a sudden, kids are seeing, boy, there's a video game of this now. This is something that's becoming more accepted. You fast forward 20 years now, it's going to be an Olympic sport. So it's a pretty cool transition. You, you had uh, you had further conversations with uh, with Mr. Hawk. How do you refer to it? Do you call him Tony? Mr. Hawk? The Hawkinator? I don't know. I didn't want to embarrass myself. I just said Tony's. I, I, Tony. You couldn't ask for a cooler guy. I just asked him about the Salt Lake environment and you know what it's like being here. I think that was one of the second or third things brought up was, why Salt Lake? You know, it's a good when question. People ask me, are you surprised the skateboarding has come this far? Not really. I feel like it's about time. Yeah, he's it's ta- as valid as any other sport. Talking there about how it's going to be the Olympics, and then I think the next thing he said was, uh, you know, the Salt Lake environment, why it's uh, important here, why skateboarding matters in Salt Lake. There's it does been a strong yeah. skate scene in Salt Lake City. I was coming in the 90s. There was a very dirty warehouse skate park here. We would go there, and then we'd go snowboarding in Park City because it was one of the few places that allowed snowboarding. It's pretty cool when you look at, I mean, he was here, you know, back when skateboarding was just becoming a thing and snowboarding was just becoming a thing. And Salt Lake always has been at the forefront of these kind of recreational activities. Where is this, where is this historic Tony Hawk warehouse? I don't know. And, you know, he kind of got a laugh out of the governor and never was really touched again. I don't know. Maybe if you run into him this weekend, you can ask for some of those local spots. And, you know, granted, this is, you know. We've got the nice skate park now, so go there. But, you know, there's always going to be people going out looking for those secret spots that nobody knows about. Well, especially if he brings it up, we have, we've got the Sandlot from the Sandlot movie, Mm -hmm. uh, right? We've got uh, Lehigh Roller Mills from the dancing movie. But now we learn that we've got a a secret hidden skate park from the the Tony Hawk era. And that's the thing. You don't need a historical marker to make sure that it's significant. If you know the kind of hidden history, there's cool spots probably at every corner around here. Outstanding. Uh, Well, listen. Uh, John Wojcik, KSL News Radio reporter, uh, got the cool assignment today. Oh, I don't know. It's gonna if it, I get topped somehow in September with a better assignment, I will be surprised. This was pretty cool. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for telling us all about uh, what you're up to uh, today. Uh, can I grab you, uh, Mr. Kaplan? You come on here for a second. Sure. You, uh, as we wrapped up the conversation with our last guest, uh, Mr. Passy from the e-bike shop, uh, you revealed that you sir, are big into e-biking yourself. I'm an avid e-biker, e-biker, but not on trails, only no. on asphalt. You know, not yet. You mean paved trails? Uh, my wife doesn't want to do any trails whatsoever, and it's it's a little bit dicey. Our bikes aren't tricked out for that. What's the appeal of e-biking to you, sir? Oh, it's easy for me when I'm on my road bike. 
bike. I go six miles and everything starts to hurt in my back because I have degenerating discs. And on a road bike, I'm upright. Now, the difference is, you know, you have a regular mountain bike. It weighs, what, 25 pounds? An e-bike will weigh 63 pounds. So you use that little bit of motor to make up for the extra heaviness, and you get a great workout. You'd recommend it? Absolutely. You'd recommend it to to everyone. And you could also, you know, bump up the motor a little bit if you want to coast and just enjoy the scenery without sweating. That's possible as well. I think it's fantastic. Outstanding. Well, Mr. Kaplan, uh, we're going to get to to your newscast here in just a moment. Let me quickly say uh, goodbye uh, to you folks. I have had uh, uh, a thrill here over the past two and a half hours. Uh, I'm just a guest fill-in guy, uh, but uh, I have lived a life with close proximity to talk radio. Uh, I I told this story as we started the broadcast. Uh, it was 1992 as I was peeking down the, the stairs at my house uh, at my dad who was talking to himself in the mirror getting ready for his uh, first audition on a talk radio program, uh, a program which he uh, continues on uh, today. I talked earlier about uh, how exciting it was for me to spend a number of years working alongside Doug Wright, who is a legend in this building and in this town. Uh, I'm grateful to you for, for listening uh, over this past hour. Uh, and uh, I hope hope that you'll tune in tomorrow. I'll be guest hosting again tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, and also on Thursday. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, I'd like to hear from you, uh, please, more so even than the today. You, you sent me some great comments. I'd like to hear from you more so on the Utah Community Credit Union text line. That number is 57500. Write that down, and, and tomorrow, when, when you and I meet back right here, I'd like to hear what you think, both of the program, if there are extra stories that you'd like covered that I may not have hit on. Uh, today, we spent a lot of time on Hurricane Dorian. We learned all about the different definitions and ways to track a hurricane and also of the great tragedy that can befall folks who find themselves in the path of a hurricane. Uh, We know now of about five folks in the Bahamas who have lost their lives and due to uh, the lack of electricity and communication in those parts, I tragically believe that there are probably many more folks that we'll learn about in the coming days who have fallen victim to this hurricane. We're going to continue to track it as it moves up the west coast of the United States. We're going to keep an eye on the surges and I invite you to join me uh, tomorrow here on Inside Sources. I've been your guest host, Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.